0: You've just accessed Shekinah Glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. The church, and you can write this down also, are you in the church are of the church. There were three types of people that I said you will encounter uh, throughout your life or once you discover that you have destiny and purpose and I will give you the other two at the end or I try to get to it uh, today but nonetheless um, I will try to get that to you but let's talk about the church. What do we mean when we say the church? How do I fit in the church? What is the church? Now let me say this when you have no idea of what the church is, you literally forfeit your responsibilities. When you have no idea what the church is, you forfeit your responsibilities as a believer. And there are three primary responsibilities of the believer. How many? Three. There are more than three, but these are the three primary. Number one, the three primary, excuse me. Number one, when I understand that I am the church, I am a part of the church, I understand there is the necessity or the need of my time. I must devote my time. Next, my talents, my gifts, that thing that God has called me to do. That, that, that's where that piece of the puzzle come in relative to my time, my talents, talents. And number three, my financial resources. So those are three primary ways that we support our church through our time, our talents, and our what? Financial contributions. Now, Uh, And and when you realize that you are a vital part, you allow, let me say it this way. Just say you are, are anointed to sing. When you realize that that anointing came from God, you don't sit on it. You allow yourself to be used for the glory of the living God. When you realize I am gifted to do this or that. And you know that it was God that placed that in you. You use those gifts and talents for the glorification of his kingdom. Not sit pridefully waiting on someone. Now, write this down. Some of you may have heard it, but whenever we hear the word church, we always say called out ones. Called out of what? Called out of what? But we never get the rest of it. So when we talk about the church, write this down. The, the word church is the Greek word Ekklesia. Ekklesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. This is what it means. It's the Greek word what? Ekklesia. Come on, say it out loud like you're saved and you're proud. It's the Greek word Ekklesia. Ekklesia. Some say Ecclesia, Ekklesia, or however you want to say it, but Ekklesia. It means an assembly, a congregation. It means church. It means what? Assembly congregation, and the church. Talking about the individual. Assembly, congregation, the church. It makes reference to the church as being the body of Christ. Those of us who are believers, we are the body. This is going to make sense here in a second. We are the body of Christ so when you, ever, when you hear the word church whenever we say uh, when people say I'm the church yeah I'm an extension of the church but when we understand the word church it means assembly it means congregation and it talks about the individual as a church now ek notice we say this the word what ekklesia ek it simply means out from and to out from and to kaleo means to call so properly, when we hear the word ecclesia, we're talking about people, listen to this, called out from the world to God. So when you hear called out, we called out of what? We're called out from the world to God. Called out, we, it means called out. Called out of what? So I learned today, it means called out from the world to God. So as a believer, I have been called out from the world to God. I have been called out from the world to God. Be no longer transformed to the world. Excuse me. Uh, Don't be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. So, when I am a believer, I have been called out Minister Williams, Mr. Williams, I'm sorry. Now, don't go start preaching. God. That was a mistake. He called me to preach. Mr. Williams. So, I've been called out, what? From the world to God. Throughout this teaching, we've learned I was uh, created by God for God. So it means to be called out from the world to who? As a matter of fact, the English word church. Someone say the English word. Just to prove this, the English word church comes from the Greek word karykos, which simply means belonging to the Lord. So when you are a believer, you now belong to the Lord, to his assembly and to his congregation you hear? Now, the root meaning of church is not that of a building, but of a people. So, when we look at this root word, it's that of a people, not a building. I know we come to worship, and I know what we mean when we say church, but we are the church, okay? An extension of the church. So, the root meaning of church is not that of a building. So, when we say we go into church, we know, we know what people mean by that, but we going to church. Worship, we're going to fellowship. Because you are the church. Part of the church. You are the called out ones. What have you been called out from? The world to God. You are, it's also known as the body of Christ. So when you are born-again believer, you are a you are now a body, excuse me, you are now a part of the body of Christ. Why? Because you have been called out from the world to God. And you are now a part of the body of Christ. That's why you have that piece of the puzzle. There's something significant that you must do in relative to his body. You might be the eye. I don't know. You may be the nose. You may be the ear. You may be the foot. You may be the heart. You may be a kidney. But, but nonetheless, you are part of the body of Christ. And when we understand this fully, you understand, man, I have to participate relative to my time Gifts and financial resources. Why? Because I'm a part of the body. That's why we're gonna see in a minute. It's erroneous when people are talking about, you know, I don't have to be a part of anything. No, that's not scripture because you are a part of the body. That's like saying your arm being disconnected from your body, saying, I don't need to be part of the body. You wake up in the morning and you get a memo from your leg saying, I'm in Hawaii, you know, I don't need to be part of the body. How would you feel? No, that person is considered a rebel. When you are not part of something, so, something you are a rebel. Ah. So the called out ones are also known as what? The body of Christ, right? Let me show you. Ephesians 1. Here we go. Let's read this out loud. God put all things under Christ's feet and gave him to the church as the supreme lord over all things. The church is Christ. Come on, the church is Christ. The church, the the called out ones is Christ. The what? Completion of him who himself completes all things everywhere. Do you see this? Now, notice we said when we when we think about that word ecclesia, we're talking about assembly, right? We're talking about what? Congregation. And we're talking about people or the church, people, right? So the body in Christ, write this down. The body of Christ embodies three aspects. It it embodies three aspects. And we have to understand this because uh, the power to define is the power to fulfill. You cannot fulfill what you cannot properly define. If I can't define it, I can't fulfill it. And a lot of people have not fulfilled their purpose in the body because they have no idea who the church is. So the body of Christ embodies three aspects. Number one, the believer. Or you can also say the called out ones. What's number one? Now, Romans 16, 5, let's look at something. Apostle Paul, as he greets his friends, Listen to something he said. So number one, we said, who? The, The believer is an extension of the what? The church. The body of Christ. So we said the body of Christ embodies or comprises three aspects. Let me... See how the New Living Translation renders it. Is everyone okay? Will you shout it out loud, I'm okay? I'm okay. Will you shout, I'm called, out"? I'm called out? Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Do you see this? Give my greetings to the church who meets in the home. So here, we see that the church is the people. Greet my dear friend Eponetus, Eponetus, excuse me, he was the first person from the province of Asia Asia, to become a convert or a follower of Jesus. What I want you to see here is that when Paul was greeting his friends, he says, Greetings to the church that meets in their homes. Hmm. Do you see it? Do you see this? He refers to the church in their house, not a church building, but a body of believers. So number one, I realized that I and the church. I've been called out of the world, from the world, to the body, to Christ. You see this? Number two, the assembly. Notice we're talking about the church comprises of three aspects. Number one, who? The believer, the called out ones. <clears throat> Number two, the assembly. See, all of these were in the definition that I first gave you when we talked about the ecclesia. Now, you can say the assembly or you can also say the universal church. And the universal church are those who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. When I say the universal church, who am I talking about? Those who have accepted Jesus Christ because as their personal Lord and Savior. Because sometimes when you say the universal church, people think everywhere. No. There's a distinction. When Jesus and the apostles were at Caesarea Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, he asked Peter, who does man say that I am? Now, everything, you hear me all the time say, nothing is superfluous in the scripture being needless or not needed. It's there for a reason. When you look at the backdrop of Caesarea Philippi in the place where Jesus was standing, he was, the backdrop was a picture or statues of pagan gods. So, Imagine Jesus asking them and all these other gods are behind them. So just like today when we ask, when Jesus asks, who am I in the midst of all the world religions now? He's asking, who do men say that I am? Now, Peter had a revelation. He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. In other words, I know you're saying this in the midst of a whole bunch of other gods, but you are the only Living God. Then He said, "Now, uh, uh, excuse me, Peter, flesh and blood did not show you this, but my Father revealed this to you." And He said, "Upon this rock—not talking about Peter, which some in Catholicism believe—no, not talking about Peter—but upon the revelation that you know who I am, I will establish the called-out ones from the world to me." So, so uh, uh, imagine now. He's saying this in the midst of pagan gods, other deities that, deities that people were worshiping. And he's asking us today, who the men? That's why you have to have a revelation of who he is. Are you here? So when I say church, universal, we're talking about those who have a revelation of who Jesus is, being that they've accepted him as their Lord and Savior. Not Everybody. That's why don't get in. That's another message. But don't get into. We all serve the same God. Now, which one we talking about? That's why Jesus said, "When men now, when men talk about me, which 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 one? Which God they talking about? Who do men say that I am? That's like saying you the you the God of Buddha, you the God of Confucius. You no no no. Thou art the Christ, Son of the Living God. That's a bad dude." To, to get in the midst of these other gods and say, okay, now, he's asking you the same thing, thing today. When you look at all what the people are worshiping today, now, now which one do you believe? Who do men say that? I, it, do you you want to follow this? Do you want to follow that? Or do you have a revelation of who I am? So number two, when we talk about the church, we're talking about the assembly or the universal church being those who accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Let, let, let me show you this. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, Good News Translation. As a matter of fact, when you look throughout the scripture, the Bible makes reference. The, the Old Testament used the word assembly, and you actually see the word church under the New Covenant. So, Bible make, the Bible makes reference of the assembly, the congregation, and the church. This verse 12. Christ is like a, Christ is like a Hey, y'all do me a favor. Read this like you get in this, man. Come on. Christ is like a which has many parts. It is still one body, even though it is made up of different parts. Hold on. In the same way, all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, have been baptized into the one body by the same spirit, and we have all been given the one spirit to drink. So the assembly, we're talking about those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So the universal church are those that are part of his body. Christ is like, watch this, not a whole bunch of other bodies. Where people try now to make him a hybrid. We're mixing all, no, no, let's, let's, don't get into that. You don't have a revelation of who he is. That's why he said, I am the way. Boy. Not one of many ways, but the way. Well, why God? Because, see, the reason why I go with the word, because the word was from the beginning. <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about Genesis. It was in eternity past. So that's why I go with the word. I get happy when I talk about that. Excuse me. Uh, verse 13, in the same way, all of us, whether Jews, Gentiles, slaves, that's why, notice, the, everyone has a piece of the puzzle different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different talents. We are all, once you receive Christ, a part of his body. That's why the eye can't look at the foot and say, huh, I'm this and, and and you're not that. Or the foot can't look at the nose and say, I'm better. No, 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 no. Every part is significant. Every part is important. Matter of fact, the scripture says that those that, 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 are, that may seem to be insignificant, we bestow a greater... We look at them even higher. So we see here, number two, the assembly. Why? Because Christ is like a single body, which has what? Many parts. He's still what? One body. Let me give you another one. Romans 12, 4 and 5. So we see the, we see the church talking about what? The people. We see the assembly, right? We see the church comprised of three things. The, the, the people, the assembly, and the congregation. So we're still talking about the assembly. Look at this. Uh, I, I like the way the, the new uh, God's Good News Translation renders it. D- the reason why sometimes I use various translations is because uh, certain translations uh, brings it home more. It shows more what the text is trying to convey. I think I, I think it should be. Oh, well, let me read it. Listen to this, first, uh, Romans 12, 4 and 5. We have many parts in the one body. How many bodies? The one body. And all these parts have different functions. We have many parts in the one body, and all these parts have different functions. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? That's old school, Fat Albert, Saturday morning. Uh, (laughs) Y'all don't remember that kind of... That's when I used to teach you stuff before you watched cartoons. You learned arithmetic. You learned how to spell, all that kind of good stuff. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, hey. Listen, verse, verse 4, verse 5 says this. In the same way, though we are many, we are one. Boy, this is why I wanted the good news translation. Watch this. In the same way, do y'all see this? Though we are many, we are one body in union with Christ. And we are all joined to each other as different parts of one body. So how dare you feel like I don't have to be there. I don't have to participate. You are a part of the body of Christ. Hmm. So the assembly or the universal church of God are all those who what? Have received Christ as their foundation. Excuse me, as their uh, Lord and Savior. Number three, the congregation. So notice already we've discovered, we, we've seen the individual as the church, right? We, we've we seen the universal believer as the, we've seen the believer universally, meaning Christians everywhere who have accepted Christ are a part of Christ's body, right? I, I mean, in, it, well y'all tell t- t- I ain't invite you then. Have y'all seen? I mean we proved by text, right? right? Let the people hear you. So did we not prove this? Yeah. Okay. Let come on, let's say it again. Yeah. Because I don't want anybody listening, to Minister Williams, and they like, man, they ain't receiving that. We see, unlike over over there, wherever over there is, I'm giving you scripture. I'm we're line upon line, precept upon precept, I'm not giving you my opinion. We're establishing it by the mouths of two or three witnesses, man. Number three, now let's look at the congregation. Or you can also say the local church, right? You can say congregation or the local church. So when we say we're going to church, we know what we mean. We're going to the local church, but we are the church. This is where this building is where the body meets. I try to keep it so simple. Because Jesus was simple, the the deep stuff is for me. But I I reduce it down to the lowest common common denominator, so it could be. Cause y'all talking about getting way out there, man. You got to know how to. You, you, when you do that, you got to do like they did the priests in the old days. You got to tie something about your waist, because you can get so deep in this stuff that you be like, Lord, help me. Just if I could just get back to my bedroom, Jesus, I won't step out here no more. <laughs> But then sometimes but I like to search the deep things of the Lord. Because you should want to know about this God that you serve. So number three, we want to see what? The congregation, right? Genesis, uh, Galatians, excuse me. Galatians 1, 1, and 2. So when we talk about the church, we're talking about the believer, the universal church, and the congregation. Let's say it again. So who who can help me out? When we talk about the church, let me hear you guys say we're talking about. Let's let's say this. Let me do it again, cause I don't think some of y'all. We're talking about. Let, let me hear every everybody say something. We're talking about. Got it. And you are a vital part of the body of. How do you think Christ feels when he said, "Man, you're the heart, but you you're not connected to the body. What, what's up with that? What's what's going on? And see what we're gonna see in a minute." Notice, man. Notice, he said, man. Whether you Jew, Greek, this, that, man. We all. when you receive Jesus, we're one family. And notice, any, anybody got any blemishes, like a cut, anything on their body? I know I have. Any, anybody ever got stitches, or it could be a birthmark that you don't like. It could be a scratch. It could be maybe one arm is bigger than the. Other. I don't know. But but nonetheless, watch this. Even with the imperfection, you don't disassociate yourself with the body. So how come in a church when other people aren't as flawless as some of the others are so they think we disassociate? I said, no, 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 you are very much a part of the body with cuts, blemishes, this, that. We are Christ's body. Paul, an apostle, not from mere what? Excuse me, not from men nor through man, but through who? Jesus Christ as God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren who are with me, to thee, to thee, to thee. So here you see it again. Churches of what? Galatia. Do y'all see that? And all the brethren who are with me. Okay, to the churches of. So here we see the congregation as the. You hear? Well, how can you say that? Because when you look at the region or promise province of Galatia, there were many churches. Or churches called local churches. That's why we have to understand the church is not a building. Y'all hear? Nor is it, oh, here come a big one, a denomination. The church is not a denomination. That's what it takes to be. What what, what faith are you? I'm Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Catholic. See, (laughs) and if you're not careful, if you don't understand that, you could literally get trapped, stay dead spiritually in somewhere that you have not been called to be.